Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Moving Right Along, a Muppet movie podcast brought to you by ToughPigs.com. It's the podcast where we watch The Muppet Christmas Carol two minutes at a time and talk about it a lot. I'm your host, Anthony Strand. And I'm your other host, Ryan Rowe. And joining us today, we have a very special guest indeed. She was with us last year for Muppets Take Manhattan, and she's back. Who is it? Who are you, guest? I'm Leslie Carrara-Rudolph, and I'm excited to be here to obsess over the Muppet Christmas Carol two minutes at a time with you. I had such a great time last time, so I'm excited. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a so Muppet glad. performer. I thank you, my Abby. This is, um, this is, oh, it's past my bedtime here <laughs> when we're recording this, so you maybe want to go over there and, uh, <laughs> oh, Tango's. Take Tango. We're we're dog sitting Tango for Elmo. <laughs> apparently, those That's are my two females. Yeah, we got a, a twofer. Yeah, That's great. a puppy was... and a fairy. And you know what? I am an actual puppy fairy. I think that's <laughs> That's an accurate description. Life. I think. I am. There you go. I'm definitely. What a thrill! Yeah, what a thrill. I have an upcoming excitement, but I don't know if I. I haven't even told anybody. So, oh, I could tell. I haven't really announced it or people kind of, I kind of posted it about the new Muppets Mayhem that's coming out. I'm excited about it, but I don't know when it's coming out. None of us do. So. Right, right. That's Maybe an we'll know by the time teaser. this comes out. Yes, Ooh. yes. Who knows? We'll see. I have no idea. So I, I, I have to imagine that the tease is that you're returning to your iconic role as Bill the Bubble Guy's mom. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for remembering that. No. Sure. No, nope. oh, okay. this okay. has never been seen before. Oh, great. That's all I can Can't say. Wait. Nice. Yeah. How exciting. Intriguing. <laughs> and also exciting is minutes 27 and 28 of Muppet Christmas Carol. In these minutes, Jacob and Robert Marley sing their hit song, Marley and Marley. And that's pretty much it. So as we discussed last week, we start with Scrooge finishing the more of gravy than of grave. Uh, line from the book which we talked about last week a little bit but uh then what we didn't get into is that the marley's then mock him statler calls or St- i guess should i call him statler or should i call See, him this Jacob? this do is we, the, we have the a um, the puzzle of this whole season is do we refer to these characters by their muppet names or their christmas carol names i i think well, i usually switch it, back and forth I think you have to because it's Marley and Marley. That's true. Right. Right. Well, they split one boss into two characters, right? Right. Because in the original, it's just Jacob Marley. Yes. So it's Marley and Marley. It's the Marley brothers. It's like from Trading Places, right? It's just like remember the two guys in Trading Places. I do. Right. and Ralph Bellamy. Yeah. So you could say Statler Marley and Waldorf Marley. (laughs) Right. You know. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so Statler Marley says, <laughs> what a terrible pun. And as we discussed, um, that's, that's straight out of the book. That's written by Charles Dickens. So that's actually just Statler and Waldorf heckling Charles Dickens, which rules. Wait, you're, you're not saying what a terrible pun is in the book. No, I'm saying more of gravy than of grave yeah, is in right, the book. Right, right. Okay. And by them calling it a terrible pun, they're not heckling Scrooge. They are heckling Charles Dickens. Right. Yes. They're mocking they're heckling the actual book. 19th century author. <laughs> Charles Dickens. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, but what I wanted to point that you brought up that line because I was always like when I'm watching it, I thought, well, what can I I'm gonna watch it from a character base thing. And I picked up on that 
Um, And Scrooge says, you're always criticizing me. Yeah. Right? He gets defensive. He goes, we're not, Mm -hmm. we're not criticizing you. You're heckling. And, um, and like that he felt bullied, you know, he took everything personal. So the fact that they were just having a good, they thought it was hilarious and he felt criticized and had to measure up to them. So Mm. he was immediately on the defense. And then that's where he says, leave comedy to the bears. Right. Which yeah. I love, like, leave the comedy to the bears, which is a total inside nod to us fans, because who else would say, like, bears? Like, what did he just say leave comedy? But we all know it's Fozzie. Right. Right. We, we all know it's Fozzie. So it's just but, like they're letting us know that we're playing this part yeah. in this movie. In this movie, it's just like there's layers. Okay, so you could say they're heckling, you know, the writing, the line. Mm-hmm. But they're hecklers. That's what they do. So we're not, you know, we're not criticizing. We're heckling. It's like, right. that's not our job. Our job is the hecklers. And by the way, we right, come right, to the right. bears. So it's huh, just right. like. Yeah, that's true. Maybe more than Kermit, even. They're they're operating both as the fictional characters from the book and as themselves. Whereas mm-hmm. Kermit is pretty much just Bob Cratchit so far. Right. Right. But well, they're, they're also although- being Stellar and Waldorf. Right. Although, as I think you were just about to say, Ryan, later on in the movie, we will find out that they worked for Fozziewig. Yes, or at least so, they knew him well enough to be invited to his Christmas to, party. To be at his Christmas party, right. Yeah. So they do know the comedy bears. But I bear don't in, think in that universe. when they say leave comedy to the bears, they're thinking leave comedy to Fozziewig. No, I don't right. think. Although, I mean, he's I doing, think he's he's doing jokes that. at the... At, but he's doing oh, jokes I guess at the Christmas so. party. I, I mean, they heckle him. So. They yeah. heckle him at the party. But I don't think you anyone know? has ever watched this for the first time and been like, "Oh, they no, knew okay, Fozzie Wig. Right. That's why they said that." <laughs> right. So yeah. that explains it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, you're right. Of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, the other thing I was going to say about Scrooge here is when he says, "Don't criticize me," it's like pleading. He like. He's just like politely asking them to stop. And then the anger builds up in him and he says, you always criticized me. And that's yeah. what I, it's, yeah, so, it's so natural. It's like that thing where when you're mad in real life and you're trying not to be and you're trying to be polite <laughs> and then it just like busts out anyway, Yeah, you know? Well, and he, Michael Caine plays it so well. He's just, well, because he's such a brilliant actor and no matter what's going on around him, he say his intention and his truths, he is bullied by these guys, you know, like, and he has become the bully to cratch it. Right. Right. So, I mean, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of depth in writing in the scene. Like I I wrote down some of the, you know, like the bullying things where the, the lyrics are, I think, is this where we're talking about the lyrics? Like I took notes on both um, of the two pieces, but I remember, let me see, say, their POV criticizing, causing fear and doubt. I think this is in it. Um, where's I that's, know in, I that's took, in this one. I yeah. took on, oh, yeah, where they in the lyrics where it's causing fear and doubt. Freedom comes from giving love, you know, prison comes from mm-hmm. hate, you know, and like I was thinking, and I was also looking at the choreography and stuff, and I was thinking all that. And but I think that the lyrics in those are so. This is what comes from your chains are webbed by fear and doubt and all this horrible, all this negative stuff. 
you know? Right. And um, prison comes with hate. So hate is like a way that you chain yourself to sadness and remorse. And I think for, for Scrooge, like for him, it's like, I think he's such a brilliant actor. Just, well, he always is. And he used to do acting classes and, Mm. you know, he even had like a tutorial, like finding your angles and stuff and Mm. and playing the angles and just the way it's shot. One thing that I want to, if we, if we have a moment to bring up the shot is that what I noticed in this scene is the way that the, the, the death and the coldness they're in black and white. Right. And it's overlaid and all Scrooge is in the warm, the warmth. Right. So it comes from yeah, the, yeah. the cold of death and they're in the same. And I called, um, I was looking at the puppetry and I was thinking to myself, is that in real time? Are they, is that shot differently? Is he acting yeah. with them in real time? And when I looked at, I watched the, two back to back and you can see it sometimes it looks like oh maybe this is an overlay and he's acting this this was filmed separately but there's a part where you can see on the screen where it's black and white but in the bottom corner you can see that it's not black and white Hmm. like part of jacob marley is part of one of the marleys is in the warm tones so you have those two and it's i was thinking Hmm. well is that done in camera because it's kind of translucent yeah. So I just like the themes that they have here where he's he's backed up against, you know, a wall. He's standing back up against a wall with with the clock right there. Your time is running out. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. there. He's small. It's very noir. Right. Yeah. And then they're in the foreground. Yeah. They're all in black and white. They're chained. They're, they're this. And I found out I called. I thought it was um, Jane Goodnick. I was like, well, I'm going to call and ask. You know, because Ryan says, we want, we're going to ask you the puppetry stuff. I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> no, and that's so cool that you can like, just like pick up the phone and call Jane Goodnick. That, that's yeah. <laughs> well, Jane rules. also worked on Muppets Mayhem and she was ah. part of my um, support system and team and in, in the character. But um, And I'm sure everyone has deduced by now, but just in case uh, she's one of the, the puppet builders for the Muppets. Yes. But she did not work on this film. She was oh, working okay. on, um, she's, she worked on all of them except for this one, hmm. she told me, because she was working on dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. Peter McKinnon, oh gosh, Peter, please forgive me for um, saying you, McKinnon. I always think it's the McKinnon, McKinnon. <laughs> um, he worked on this. Okay. And one of my thing, one of my questions was, if was it filmed separately? Because it it's definitely a different, you know, one. They're they are in black and white, and he is not. It's not a lighting trick. They're full on black and right. white. Right, they're completely pale. White. Right. So, and a lot yeah. of times, if you do your own editing, there's filters. Just now in ready ready video shop, you can choose, you know, black and white. You can choose noir. You can do the tint, so it could be an in camera thing. It could be, you know, translucent. Um, but then I was thinking, oh, is this, you know, was this green screen? Was it blue screen? Was it check black theater where, you know, everyone's in black, all the puppeteers are black and shrouded and they're just out and the lights shine stark in front of them. Were they built in black and white? Was it a, but it was, um, they were in blue. It was blue screen and he was acting in real time. 
which is great. So, you know, like a, a lot of things in today's world, you know, so so he was reacting to them in real time. So um, they were acting together in yes. the same studio space. In okay. the same space. Yeah. But yet they had to have like somehow split it and staged it in a way because they remained black and white while he was in the sepia tones and the warm tones. Right. Because it can't. It can't be all or nothing. Right. Does that mean that these are not Statler and Waldorf puppets that are like uh, made up to be all white? Were they just regular Statler I, and Waldorf? That is a puppets? good question. I can ask Peter that. But okay. I honestly think, but if you look at it in the corner, like I think it's done in camera. I can ask okay. him right I've now. I've always assumed that either these puppets were built especially for this scene or they were regular Statler and Waldorf puppets who had been like I don't know like they took a powder puff to them, to make them all white. Yeah, yeah. But I, I I realize that's just an assumption. I don't really I don't think I've ever seen anything to back that up. Yeah, because if you look at the film, I'm asking where the puppets built in black and white. Thank you so much. That's like or was it? It's so exciting. You're just like. Well, here's what I here's where my cast. These were my questions to Peter. Hi, Leslie. Got your call, but I'm on. But got your message. What's your Christmas Carol question? Maybe I can answer it in text if I know the answer. It's about the scene where with Marley and Marley. That was that film um, black box style where where everybody was in black and it was was it filmed like green screen or blue screen? But everybody. Um, was it overlaid in the film in camera effects to make it look more black and white and translucent? Not sure if that's clear. <laughs> Did Scrooge act with the puppets in real time? He goes, oh boy, I wish I could remember. <laughs> I want to say that it was blue screen for Marley and Marley. Scrooge did interact with them, the puppets in real time. Thank you. That's good to know. And I just asked, were the puppets built in black and white or was it in camera? Delusion. Wow. But but I what I really like is the writing in this. I want to put out how like this, you know, noir is one of my favorite things, you know, and yeah. like a lot of things, you know, um, you know, I know Brian directed this, and that had to be a lot because this was the first film that he directed. It's really amazing that this was his first one. Yeah, I just, I, I just, you know, there's a lot. There's like. There's so many moments. There's so many tender moments. Um, but I just like, like, I felt like, first of all, there's a, there's this, there's, um, you know, in the choreography where there's presentational and I just like, you know, that they worked on that move, Marley and Marley. And I'm just yeah. laughing because you know <laughs> that you have a puppeteer that's doing this. The other ones are doing like, wow, you should probably take both hands. And then right. there's, you have a puppeteer on the feet. So, you right, because we see their whole bodies dancing around. And then, like, I think it's right. one of the things you're. But then you have to... the other puppeteers. Like, there's probably, you figure there's, I'm just guessing that when you have, usually when you have things in tandem, when you do, you know, a puppet, you have, you're, you're in charge of the left hand and someone does your right hand. That's why they say, who do you want you to be your assist or who do you want to right hand you or right. left hand you, depending on what it is. And then they have two people on the, on the legs, right? But then you they have these one chains. person on on each leg for the, the dancing? Usually you do, like, no, one person. For both legs. Two legs. 
Yeah, okay, they do it. both legs. Like, like you're doing like sure. this, right? And then probably if they're doing, if they're like, oh, I think you should do both hands, you know, because we're going to do choreography. Right, it's or, very... Or yeah, I'm going to take the hand when I'm acting. You right. know, I'm going to take the hand when I'm acting and then you grab it when we do the, the choreography. But then you have the chains, right? And there's that lyric, you know, prison comes with hate and the chains go boom. So the chains are also <laughs> yeah. puppeteered. They get dropped down. Oh, sure. On, all yeah. The, yeah, all the chains that sort of fly in and the lock right? boxes. And they yeah, present, yeah. chains come in. That represents the prison. Yes. You know, and then I was trying to, I think I took a picture on the screenshot because I was trying to figure. Then you have these boxes. I was trying to figure out what those were. I guess those are, I mean, the, they're supposed to be lock boxes. Be, that, they're that lock boxes, money right? In. Like yeah. chained up money. Yeah, like cash boxes. Yeah, cash yeah. Just another illustration of how they're they're brought down by their greed, by their greed of money. So you have those two. So you have like think about. So you probably have three puppeteers at the very least, least on two of those. Then you have up above dropped in real Somebody time. Rattling the chains, yeah. Right, everything's in real time. Right. So three. So maybe maybe there's two people up there doing that. So one, uh, two people on chains. So that's six seven eight and then you have the puppeteers that come behind right um one two i think four or five let's say five lock boxes eight, eight nine ten and then maybe you have a chain wrangler you oh, know yeah. so there is a boatload of puppeteers working yeah. together to oh, yeah, make there must that be. come to life and all you know, just crammed into that space so they can all fit in the shot at the same time right and then you have you know then you're you know, then there's the camera shot. There's the shot on, you know, um, Scrooge, you know, he's fine. And then there, and he's acting in real time. So imagine, okay, let's do that again. Or, you know, mm. so I can imagine how long that must've taken oh, yeah. for everybody to be doing that. But I, you know, I just love the timing of everything because it really is a dance. It's just poetic the way everything comes together and, um, it's really, really impressive because in today's world where everything's CG, oh, we can put that in later. We'll put that in post. Right. You know, you could just shoot something separately. That is teamwork at its best. Yeah. You know, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, so when those, oh, everybody's shaking and everybody's doing that and you, you're, you're, you're so connected and keyed in yeah. to that moment. Mm. And I just love that. It's a freak. It's a, it's like watching, you know, Monty Python, you know, <laughs> like the Holy Grail sure. yeah. of that. So yeah. I love Controlled whenever chaos. those, it might be a short musical number, but I just love the fact. And I do just love the fact that he chose, this is cold. This is black and white. And then when they go away, the note goes, where they go, whoop, and it, and the last note, like the stinger, is the fire going. Oh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's cold, freezing, death, despair, all that stuff, black and white, done. All the life has been sucked and drained out of you. Let me see if you responded. And then it comes back with the fire. So I just think that's a meaty needy little moment oh yeah we've yeah. commented a few times on how this might just be the best looking of all the muppet movies oh yeah yeah i think it's such a beautiful nod and i love that they you know 
the screwed. It, it's he's such a brilliant. That was brilliant casting. Yeah, Michael Caine. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Michael Caine, because he's a hundred percent committed to. It's his truth and his belief and his reality and the fact that he's triggered by you were always, you know, you were always criticizing, criticizing me. me, you know, yeah. you were always doing this and bullying me and, and, you know, it's really, and plus the words are beautiful. You know, um, what did I say? Acknowledging fear and doubt, causing fear and doubt. That's what's happening in the world today. That's what people do to, to bully other people is fear and doubt and prey on insecurities and all those things. So yeah. Yeah. Too much of that happening right now. Yes. Sorry. I blabbed a lot on that one. No, that was wonderful. That was, <laughs> that was why we wanted you on the show. Yes. Like, ah! Please. Yeah. Did the kiss um, happen in this or is that the second part? That's the I think that's one. next time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I don't think we see God. Yeah. We don't see Gonzo and Rizzo in this clip at all. In this first clip, it's all Statler and Waldorf and Scrooge. Um, Why did I say of... teddy bear shudder? Look at the chains. Oh, because they say we can. We I remember the little tykes all standing in the snowbanks with their little frostbitten teddy bears, and then they both laugh and then go. Ugh. That's intense. They kind of shudder. It's very intense, um, and it's it's also I think crueler than anything that. Uh, Marley and Scrooge do in the book. Like, oh, they don't talk nothing, about evicting an orphanage. No, there's nothing mm. like that. There's, wow. there's no like, there's, there's. I mean, as we've discussed, the book doesn't have a lot of talk about the specifics of Scrooge business at all. Yeah, it, yeah. You know, like we we don't we don't see he he doesn't throw a client out even or anything like right. that. You know, um, but so there's certainly nothing about like. I mean, they say like Jacob Mar Marley was ruthless. You know. Mankind was my business and all yeah. that he says, but but he never says like I threw orphans out into the snow. Like there's yeah, that, so that's Jerry Jewell inventing it, and it's so brutal. <laughs> it is. Although I'm telling you, the lyrics of this song is, are just crushing. Yeah, it's They're true. Crushing. It's true. Yeah, yeah, and I guess it could be Paul Williams who invented that. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't mm, know that. Yeah, Jerry I guess, wrote that yeah, we don't know for sure. Could be. Could be Paul, yeah. Um, although um, the uh, the reference to teddy bears is also historically inaccurate because they were uh, not invented. Teddy bears got that name; they were named after President Theodore uh, Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt. That's yes, right. he refused to shoot a bear on a hunting trip in 1902, which was a few decades after this story takes place. So they would not have called them teddy bears at this time. Well, everything else is that's historically terrible. accurate. Terrible! That totally took me out of the moment. Right, everything else in this movie is historically <laughs> accurate. All the like the talking vegetables that that was all. Real. Yep, that all happened. Yeah. Um, I, I was gonna say though about you were mentioning the lyrics, Leslie. Um, I, as far as I can tell, the only line in the song that is straight out of the book is, uh, the the full line in the song is "captive bound, double ironed, exhausted by the weight." But in the book, Marley does describe himself as captive, bound, and double ironed mm. to Scrooge. So that those four words in a row appear in a, in the book in a row. Huh. Nice. But that's the that's as far as I know. That's the only one. Yeah, as far as I could tell. Jeez. I noticed for the first time that Statler and Waldorf. So each of them has a, a shackle on on each wrist. 
And I just noticed that each shackle has two chains coming down off of it, not to be confused with the hip hop artist, two chains. Um, but they each have two <laughs> chains on each wrist. And that got me wondering if one of the chains is just like loose and hanging there and the other one could possibly be stiff and that's what they're using as an arm rod for, for each hand. Oh, good call. Just a theory, but I, I had never noticed the, the two different chains before. Ah. Wow, good oh. theory. Well, yeah. and I also too think like... Unless they painted out, unless it was fancy and they painted well, out. Well, yeah, I, I really have you no know, idea. You know, there's that too. Yeah. But I also, well, do they both move? Uh, yeah, I couldn't tell for sure. Yeah. I I, I I also feel like things that, um, you know, those little nuances that add a little extra life and weight to the scene. So, um, you know, extra movement. You know, so it's like, you know, when you have a puppet that has something more than one thing hanging off of it, it's yeah. way more interesting. It's more than, visually interesting. Yeah. To watch. So it's maybe, you know, but I don't know. It's and it's an extra movement that comes without having to puppeteer it. You know. Right. Right. Oh sure. So, yeah. Right. Without yeah. having another one. Um. Yeah, that's a really good observation. I hadn't even noticed that. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, gosh, there is a lot of puppets in this scene. There's a lot of puppeteers in this scene. And they are, like, all working together as a well-oiled machine. Or or they're going, like, I'm sorry. I yeah. took my elbow. <laughs> wow. Like, I stepped on his sure, foot. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> um, but it is very impressive. It's it's amazing. And, again, I just, like, just the, the two the use of the lighting and the warmth versus the cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. And him You're just right. backed up against time. You know, the one right. clock just there and he's right next to it. Yeah. That's a great observation. Right. Um, so the other thing I wanted to talk about is Statler and Waldorf themselves. The, correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan or, or Leslie, if you know too. Um, but I think this is the first time they had ever had an original song written for them. Original because, song, yeah, as far as right, I know. Because because on the Muppet Show they did Varsity Drag. Yeah. They did it was a very good year, take ten terrific girls. Mm. And then in Muppets of Walt Disney World, they sing Who's Your Lady Friend? And all of those right. are old are songs that are like older than Statler and Waldorf. <laughs> right. You know? And mm-hmm. um so I, I and and I also think this is the only time they've ever had a song written for them. Oh, it must be. Like, like this is this is the first and only time. So it's just really interesting to me that they 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 both had to take voice lessons because, you know, they're (laughs) cast in a musical. Yeah. You know, and they probably had to warm up before this. Well, you have the great Jerry (laughs) Nelson who has incredible pipes. Yeah. And right. And as you discussed last time you were here, your your friend and mentor, Jerry Nelson. So, Yeah. yeah, I guess so. Well, it's a musical. So they were cast, double cast. Yeah, maybe they great. were fighting over the role of Marley, you know, and like, <laughs> yeah. we'll just put two Marley. Ended up with it. We'll both play Marley. Yeah, they yeah. Can both do it. Yeah, the Olsen twins are going to do it on Broadway. <laughs> and no, I'm just kidding. I would like to see that. That's so not turned out. What if it was my interaction with the Olsen twins, which I have an authentic one that has been mentioned on podcast. Yes, before. I don't know if that's is that on YouTube these days. <laughs> When when you played their babysitter in a direct to video special, 
Oh, the, you were a human in this. This wasn't. This I was wasn't the a Sesame appearance. in the Adventures of Mary Kate and Ashley in SeaWorld. Right. I was their babysitter, Mrs. Torres, and I no improvised kidding. that entire scene. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, if I can find it on YouTube, I'll, I'll link to it. Oh, in the show Unless you don't want me to. No, I mean it's somewhere else. It's there. very funny. I mean, it's it's. They just said we don't have the rights to the Wizard of Oz. Make some make up some <laughs> other story. I'm like, oh. Okay, you're on in five. What? Right. And the wow. camera's here. What? That's way too close. <laughs> <laughs> That's showbiz. Um, I was just going to say, Jerry Nelson is is so good as Statler, as the ghost of Marley here, because the, the voice that he's doing for Statler is just so, like, I don't even know how to describe it, but it, it makes for a very intimidating ghost when he's singing the song. Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying that Waldorf sounding like old boober is not as intimidating? Um, is that what I'm hearing? Quite as intimidating, maybe. I mean, it's still yeah. it's a it's an excellent voice for Waldorf too. That's a perfect Waldorf yeah. voice. Yeah, I think to to be clear, Dave Goals is a genius. I'm not I'm yes. not knocking him. Yes, Dave <laughs> but, Goals is a genius. He's amazing. But I but I also think that Jerry has this timbre in his voice. Yeah, that that's what like, I'm trying to describe. He's like the mystics. You know when the mystics go and, and <laughs> yeah, yes. I'm going to try and it resonates in your chest like mm-hmm. yeah when Jerry's characters they resonate in your chest like mm. even being next to him you know and he was on my very first day of Sesame Street as when I was Abby he was he was puppeteering one of the last times he puppeteered the count the count uh. before I mm. was you know doing the voice live off side. He was there with me on the ground. But Jerry had this, just, he just has this timbre about his voice that not a lot of people have. And that when he speaks, it literally vibrates like a mystic in your, in your chest. Yeah. You know, so it's one of those things that it's, it is otherworldly, you know? There you go. I'm glad you were able to describe it when I couldn't. Yeah. It's just one of those things that it just reaches you in a way that not a lot of people can do. Yeah. You know? Right. Right. Wow. The, uh, so what else happened? I'm sorry. I'm just like, so taken by that story. I don't even, I don't even know how to proceed. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, uh, so they get to the bridge. The, the last thing we hear in this clip is the bridge of the song. Doomed Scrooge. You're doomed for all time. Your future is a horror story written by your crime. And then, like like you said, Leslie, then the singing cash boxes show up. All these singing cash boxes show up to do. So have your fun when life is done. A nightmare waits for you. And that's where we end is, is with the singing cash boxes. And they go so, back. Yeah, we actually they finish they finish the line of the song before this clip cuts off. That doesn't always happen yeah, the on this clip, podcast. The clip actually cut off at the perfect time. A nightmare yeah. waits for you, and then it was done. And then it um, and then it's that's actually next. That's episode. on the next. That's on the next one. Oh. The very end of this clip is a nightmare waits for you, and then it cuts. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Watch them back. To that's back. okay. Everyone Don't has worry. already seen this yeah, yeah. movie before. Yeah, no, no, no listener watched the clips, you know, like, um, but do you have any other thoughts? I mean, like, so you'll be back next week to talk about the rest. Anything else you want to talk about on this one before we close? Yeah. Cause I was, um, oh, I know what it was. 
I didn't know in the lyrics. I couldn't see if like, what is the last lyric? If it was changed or chained. I think it's change. Like I, I think it's a, it's an. I thought it was change. Telling him to yeah. change. Yeah, that's I, what I, I went. change. And I was like, I didn't know if they were going chained. No, and I went like, years not being sure if it was chains or change. But now, having listened to it many times, I'm pretty sure it's change. C H A N G E. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay, what, I'm glad you cleared that up. Thought. So that was my thing. It's, I talked about the black and white versus color, the two worlds, cold versus warm. I think that's it. Fire lit on the screen. In my mind, I was thinking the fire was solidifying the transition. But that was it. All right. Ryan, anything else? Uh, yes, a couple things. I wanted to, to point out Statler and Waldorf's relative heights. This so you mentioned the varsity drag number from the Muppet Show. That mm-hmm. I don't know if that was the only other time we had seen them like standing up from head to toe before this. Um, but it seems to me that on these two occasions, when we see their whole bodies, they're approximately the same height. But when they're illustrated in in books and comic strips and stuff, um, and when they're they were made into action figures by Palisades and by Diamond Select. For some reason, Statler is is depicted as being Twice much as tall. Yeah, much taller yeah. than Waldorf, like way taller than Waldorf. And I don't know. Wow. There you go. You have the Diamond it, Selects right there. 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 I, mine are just <laughs> slightly too far for me to reach them right now. But um, yeah, that is like you guys are like nitpicky. No, I'm oh, just yes, kidding. That's what we do. That's why we say we talk about the movie a lot. Um, yeah, he yeah, is definitely lot, yeah. he is definitely taller. Yeah, definitely. and it is a common Muppet design. These guys are uh, definitely trading places. Come on, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. No, you're right. You're totally trading right. places. A movie in which I believe Richard Frank Oz Hunt. and Richard Hunt both appear. Right? Yes, Frank Oz and Richard Hunt. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And do you know that I um I. Paul and I watch that every year on New Year's Eve. Oh, nice. That sure. is our New Year's Eve movie. Yeah, that's a fun tradition. It's awesome. Trading Places. Um, and, and, um, and, of, and, of course, uh, one of the other stars of the film is Dan Aykroyd, on whose sitcom Soul Man, Big Bird, guest star. <laughs> that's, that's true, too, yes. You know why? Because I think Soul Man was filmed at Kaufman Astoria Studios. I think I have oh, heard that. that. Yes. Yeah. yes. That, that's and probably so the I only I think they reason. were in the front part of the studio. And then at the time, Sesame Street was still on the bottom part. So I bet they said, we should ask. Uh, yeah. That's probably the only reason yeah. that happened. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, but yeah, just I, there's this common design trend among Muppet duos where the like Bunsen and Beaker, Bert and Ernie, where one is very vertical and one is is more sort of rounded and horizontal. So I guess that's why illustrators tend to want to make Statler much taller. But it it's it's always struck me as as unusual or interesting. Um, but in also, this, are you saying they're similar heights? Yeah, but to me, looking at them dancing next to each other on the screen in this, they yeah, seem to be about the same. But they're floating. <laughs> that's true. You know, yeah, maybe, that's true. So it's that's not true. like Statler there's no solid ground. Like <laughs> right. This. Maybe Statler is, has bad posture 
when he dances. And yeah. he, if he stood up straight, maybe he would be way taller than Waldorf. I don't know. Yeah. So I think that this doesn't apply. Because all right. Floating. There is no common, right. you know, because we do that all the time. You know, when we are, we go check your height, check your height. You know, I can't be, I'm not taller than Elmo. Abby's just oh, a little bit. Under yeah. Elmo. No, that's a, that's Rudy's such just an interesting. A bit under me. Um, and sure. you get new people on. I'm like, I'm sorry, you know, you can't be tough. We, we always have to make sure everybody's in right heights and stuff. So, well, and that's such an that's interesting part of thing our, too, that we don't usually think about like, like Rizzo should not be that high off the ground compared to Gonzo. So, yes. It's awful. But that's the hard part. It is so hard. <laughs> like, like I, as Elmo's puppy, I mean, technically, I'm constantly levitating because her yeah, hair that's is, a great example. Her, technically, I'm a reindeer. You know, she <laughs> Tango is floating in every scene because oh, there's yes, no yes. possible way that her legs are that long. <laughs> right, and it's very right, frustrating. Yeah, yeah. And if somebody shows her legs, I was like, uh, you can't show that much of her legs because you've already like you have to really be conscious of, you know. Does the tango puppet stuff. have have all four legs just just hanging down when you're when you're performing her? There's all four legs, but okay. no, they the the back two legs. Um, are we talking about this on this podcast? Is this okay? Oh, if um, you, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't mind saying that, but I'm still, you know, I'm still learning her. But she's got um, each paw. And it's different for the setup, but um, she she has ear mix. Um, so the, that are separate. So, um, there's a mech for the right ear and the left ear and it goes up and down at different rates. Mm. It goes forward and backward because she doesn't have any blinks. So it's like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and then, and we made a conscious decision not to make it Scooby-Doo. You know, right. it's not like rut row. It's like, she can, she can bark. Over, I think I did on special. I'm like, or like, you know, like that would be the most of it. Like, yeah, the closest a dog could come, you know, yeah. But, um, and so when I'm operating it, I usually put the mech onto the onto the rod for me so I can use her to her paw or you know, to lift her paw, paw at Elmo or, you know, shake my ear. Um, then my assist has the other ear in tandem. If, okay. if it's a dancing thing, like some of the things that we did dancing, someone would take both hands and paws. But, like, we did a whole thing where I think it's almost like one of those digital things where you could just watch, like, a Yule log, but you can watch Tango. We did mm. one of those things where you can watch oh, Tango sure. sleep and do all those things. <laughs> But Marty decided that the best way to wag Elmo's tail, which is just a rod, just an arm rod, is to do this. To, to it, you can't see this because this is a, not you're, a visual podcast. I'm you're so rubbing your palms. Uh, I'm together. rubbing my palms together like you would, a, like you would if you had a pen in your hand. Yeah, and the pen has like a little to the tail, so the tail goes. So it is really, I'll just say, drop the rod and really focus on the tail. This is all about the happy. So anyway, sorry, that was a side. No, that's cool. No, you know what? You got, you got 
Leslie Carrara Rudolph talking about playing tango on Sesame Street. I'm obsessed with we're not dogs. We're not cutting you off. <laughs> no, you no. Know, like, we are never not going to want to hear about how all this stuff is done. Right. Oh. It's like it's like people are tuning in to hear a podcast about the Muppets. We got a Muppet performer talking about playing one. Yeah. No, we're, <laughs> we're leaving that in, of course. Yeah. Like, yes. Come on. Ryan, you have two more very quick things. I oh, my God. He's I so do. obsessive. Go for Just it. Just things that I didn't want to forget. Uh, there were some cool uh, Jacob and Robert Marley toys made by the aforementioned Palisades Toy Company. They're not the full-size action figures. They're just kind of smaller. Mini Muppets, baby. Is that yeah. what they're called? Mini Muppets. Yeah, but they're yeah, they're very cool. cool. They look just like the the characters in the movie. Maybe you can find them on eBay. Are um, they are they plush or no? No, they're, they're little PVC, like yeah. the little three inch. Oh yeah. hard plastic action. Figures. Yeah. Um, no, no articulation. Just right. Like, they just you just uh, put them on a shelf and they look cool. Have you had Dave Goals on your? We have. We, we just did. recently posted that yeah. episode. Yeah, it was. Oh man, it was really. <laughs> it was a great episode. He's amazing. Yeah. 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 He was. He was a delight to have on. Yes. As well. And yeah. the other thing is that uh, Muppet Wiki reminded me that Marley and Marley appeared as the bosses for the Muppet Christmas Carol stage in the 2000 video game Muppet Race Mania. So I guess you just had to race against Marley and Marley, like going around some sort of. That's Dickensian funny. London themed racetrack. I've played the game. It's been a very long time. I don't remember yeah, they, racing against Marley and Marley, but I was did, also pretty bad at that it, game. So the name of the level was Marley and Marley Avarice and Speed. Oh, it should have been. <laughs> Jeez, <Excellent>. you guys. <laughs> That's all I got. Leslie's so over it. She's like, <laughs> no, I'm just so <laughs> impressed. I was like, oh God. I mean, I. Uh, you know, I'm just trying to think of anything else like we can obsess over in this, but no, I think we said sure. it well, we can we we can talk about it next week because you'll be back with with us for another one. Yay! Yeah, and I think I think that just about brings this one uh, to a close. So, listeners, in the next week to tide you over, you can always find toughpigs.com on the internet, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're all over the place. You can follow Ryan on Twitter at me, Ryan Rowe. You can follow him on Letterboxd at Movies Are Neat. You can follow me on Letterboxd at Zeppo Marxist. What uh, if are you these? Feel so... What's Letterboxd? I don't even know Letterbo- what Letterboxd are. is the it's the website where you track every movie that you watch, and like oh, you wow. can write reviews about movies, and that's all it is. Cool. It's fun. It yeah. is. Yeah, it's fun to do. And a lot of listeners have followed me. I'm sure you too, Ryan. And it's, it's yeah, it's actually been a good way to get more followers. It's, it's it works. Yeah. I'm writing yeah. it down. Um, all right, yeah, letterboxed with no e. It's l e t t e r b o x d. Got it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And your listeners, awesome. thank you. <laughs> I, I hope so. Um, you can become a supporter on Patreon if you feel so moved to do. You can email us with any uh, comments, questions, or concerns at movingrightalong at toughpigs.com. Leslie, where can our listeners find you online or your work? This is really good. All right. um, Just so you know, if you do, like, I'm horrible at Facebook. I'm the worst Facebook friend, but I'm a really good good friend. But Lolly Lardpop is a very good Facebook friend. I post mostly for Lolly. Um, on Lolly Lard Pop Facebook. I also, Lolly Lard Pop, I'm on Instagram as Lolly Lard Pop, but I usually, I 
that you can find some Muppet stuff there. You know, I usually do Abby. My dog Newhart is on a lot. Lolly's on a lot. I also post when I do a lot of upcoming events on that. So I do perform. I'm not doing as many live appearances like I would as through Cabaret. But then um, I'm also have a new company with my um, comedy partner, my writing partner, Jamie Donmore, called Humor with a Heart. Um, so if you go to humorwithaheart.com, we're under construction, but we will have an Instagram that's called Humor with the Heart. So that might, you know, that keep coming soon, I guess, depending on when yeah, it's airs. That's exciting. Or it might All be right. So those are good. But Instagram right now is I'm pretty good at. Ryan knows. <laughs> I'm, yes. Yes. Everyone, if you're not following. It, Ryan's been really, Ryan has been one of my he's my hero and supporter and helped me with my <laughs> news. I don't know about that. No, he's been awesome. And so, um, but yeah, I get so busy. I'm such a procrastinator. I'm always there it is. There it is. <laughs> All right. And Ryan is my hero too. Oh, yeah. Listeners. You're both my hero. It's true. It, Thanks, Anthony. I'm not going to do the hero stuff. Oh, no, no. That's No, no. Ryan really <laughs> is my hero. So it's fine. Um, wow. When we when when we first met, I was a boy of eighteen, and he was a man of twenty-two. And wow. I looked up to him. It's all true. It's all true. I, I did tell it. you what comic books to read. That I you can did. take credit you, for you, that. What comic you books? Very much. Did you tell him to read mostly the Fantastic Four. That's probably what I said to start with. Yeah. Yeah, it happened. You, um, no, you really were my mentor in those days. Though. Like you, you must know that's true. Like I, we can we can talk about this strange. on the podcast. Okay. I think it's awesome. Yeah, a strange concept. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was like 20, 20 plus years ago. Eesh. Wow. We've been friends. We've been friends for a long time. I know. It's All right. weird. Damn, I think it's awesome. We were, I think so too. Those yeah. are the yeah. best kind of friends where they, they know your history and their heart and they, you know, help you, you know, um, encourage you. You know, those are the best kind of friends to have that, you know, it's help true. you collaborate with your spirit and things that you love to Aww. do and, you know, I think that anybody who ignites your joy and encourages to be more of that person you are inside is awesome. So that's why you're friends for so long. It's true. It's true. And we will continue to be friends for at least one more episode of Moving Right Along. See it, <laughs> hear it next week. Goodbye. I was going to say doomed, but now that seems inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs>
man on the back was an exotic lady, saying, come to me, come to me, come to me, and telling me that I am the most beautiful in the land. But she didn't want to go there, because on account of she had this huge spike coming out of her head. Hi. Oh, where are the girls? They were here when Sleeping Beauty ate the lobster.